Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. Recently, I asked Mint Mobile's legal team if big wireless companies are allowed to raise prices due to inflation. They said yes. And then when I asked if raising prices technically violates those onerous two-year contracts, they said, what the f*** are you talking about, you insane Hollywood ass. So to recap, we're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. What is up, Waffle Gang? I do hope you are well. My name is Mark, and today we're checking out some more r slash am I the butthole. I got no initial waffle to say today, so I just want to say a huge thank you from the bottom of my heart for being involved with the channel. You're truly making dreams come true, and much love to you. Let's get into it. Now this first story comes from Autistic Mem. Am I the asshole for prioritizing my autistic child's needs over those of guests? We are a family of four, 34 female, 36 male, nine male, and seven female. My daughter, seven female, is non-verbal autistic. We have been struggling with meal times and eating with her for as long as I can remember. She cannot cope with change and uncertainty and is prone to meltdowns when she gets overwhelmed. We instigated a number of strict rules and planning around mealtimes a year or two ago to help her cope, which are working. Essentially, all the family are involved in meal planning at the end of the week before, and we have a set meal time with no food substitutions. Everyone attends meals, but no one is expected to eat if they don't want to. We spend time with visual charts preparing my daughter in advance of what is going to happen. Since we have had this system in place, our daughter is more freely trying new foods and both my children are more settled since these rules have been in place. It's a lot more relaxing for everyone to eat without the meltdowns we had before. The problems have come with when we have additional people for dinner. We do not make any allowances for changes to these rules around eating. The one time we did make an exception, a friend of my son's brought his own food and he did not like what was planned, resulted in a meltdown in my daughter and took us several weeks to get her back on track with her eating. We now let people who are visiting know the rules and no child whose parent is unhappy with them ever stays for food with us. If we know people are coming in advance, we can take into account their food preferences, but if it's less than a week's notice, we cannot change the meal plan. We're working on helping her cope with these differences, but it is a very slow process. I've had numerous parents get upset with me for not accommodating their children in the way that they make an accommodation for my son when he visits them. Despite me saying I do not expect any changes to the way they do things at their house, and my son can eat with us when he comes home later. The most recent incident was having to send a child guest home mid-meal as he got upset about not liking the food which triggered my daughter. I am not able to help calm her down at the same time as managing another child's tantrum. My husband tried to calm him down and explain, but that didn't work. Unfortunately, probably exasperated by my daughter's screaming and left to drop him home with our apologies while I managed our daughter's reaction. Am I the asshole for prioritizing the needs of my autistic child over those of guests? And we're going to start straight away with Johnny Persender on this one saying, you should not have guests over for dinner. The issue isn't prioritizing the needs of your autistic child over those of your guests. It's that you are making no allowance or accommodation or room for the need of your other children and are sowing the seeds of lifetimes of resentment. You're the asshole. And Evhan says, a structure where your daughter gets upset because someone else is eating something different is not sustainable and you're the asshole for making it a structure she gets used to. And Green says, uh, it seems like you shouldn't have guests over around dinner time. You're the ones essentially interrupting your daughter's meal routine by regularly having multiple families over. 
you're the asshole. A novel ad says, info, have you gotten professional help to organize this schedule for your daughter? I'm worried that while of course your daughter is important, you might alienate your son from his friends at the same time. It's a difficult balance and there will at some point be some change you might not be able to handle, such as your son not being able to attend dinners and he shouldn't be forced to at some point. And little freaky reaper says, this sounds unfair to your son. What if at some point he doesn't want to eat the same thing or at the same time? How is your daughter's reaction a meltdown but the other child's is a tantrum? Edit, I'm aware of the difference. What I mean is that in my opinion, at least it seemed unfair to describe it as a tantrum when just the idea of being made to eat something to some people can be incredibly stressful. And we'll have one more from making random names saying, I'm torn between no one's an arsehole here and you're the arsehole here. However, I fully acknowledge that I'm biased in this. I was your son in this scenario growing up. My youngest sister has severe autism, non-verbal, and a lot of issues surrounding food. To the point she got very underweight at one point because we couldn't get her to eat enough. I applaud you for finding a solution that works around your daughter's needs, but please be aware that it can, will, and sounds like it's already affecting your son and his relationships. I was never allowed friends around after school, except one person who I had known since before my sister was born, and then only at specific times. It's really hard to be 10 and 11 years old and explain to your friends that they will have to make accommodations for your sibling. It can become incredibly alienating. I know you're trying to allow your son his social life, but you are hurting him, even if he doesn't realize it now. I didn't realize as a kid, but it became painfully apparent when I got to around 14 years old and I put two and two together about my young childhood. I would suggest introducing one night a week where daughter eats with one parent and son eats with another either in separate rooms or at separate times, and this day could be when son is allowed his friends around. It's still a routine so daughter can have some rigidity and know what to expect, and your son gets to feel normal with his friends around. I know you didn't ask for advice, but please don't put too much pressure on your son or dismiss his needs in favor of your daughters, since they are more obvious as there have been far too many stories of resentful older siblings that go no contact slash low contact with their parents because they get ignored as a kid. Good luck. And as I always say, it's one of the, my favorite things about Am I the Arsehole subreddit is like, you do get bits of advice like this from people who's been in these situations. And I find it as such a learning process. I, I find it really interesting about, about just learning about autism and how it affects people in different ways and how people deal with it in different ways. You know, there's, I, I find it actually fascinating. But what do you guys think of this one? Let me know in the comments below and we move on to the next story. And our next story comes from a deleted user. Ooh, spicy. Am I the asshole for inviting my 29 male girlfriend, 28 female on an expensive vacation and expecting her to pay all of her share? I make a lot more than her. Hello, my girlfriend, myself, my parents and my brother and his wife all went on vacation in another country a week ago. My brother and I were the ones who did most of the planning for the itinerary, although we did ask everyone else's input. For background, I make around 150K as an IT consultant. My girlfriend is a teacher making around 45K. My parents are pretty affluent as well as my brother and sister-in-law. My girlfriend knew this trip was coming and took a second job waitressing on the weekends for several months to get ready for it. We have always split things 50-50 in the two years we've been together. There were a few times on vacation when she did not go on outings with us, wine tasting, scuba diving, etc. She also would only eat two meals a day, simply stating she was on a budget. My family does favor more high-end, expensive places. 
My parents thought it was very strange that she only eats two meals a day, although normally she eats three. When we got home, I asked her why she skipped out on several of the outings and only ate two meals a day. I mentioned how I heard her stomach growling one night and said I was concerned about her having an eating disorder. She got teary-eyed and said that three meals a day wasn't fiscally feasible for her and neither were the outings that she chose not to go on. She went on a three of the six outings. She said she was not expecting everything to cost so much and she was overwhelmed. She also said she doesn't know if this is gonna work long-term if she's expected to go on vacations like that with people who make much more than her. I feel bad that I did not pick up on her discomfort sooner but we did agree to split everything 50-50. And I don't know why she agreed to come if the cost was an issue. I mean, the main thing that jumped out to me on this one is that OP claims didn't know what was going on at first, but you saw your girlfriend preparing, preparing by getting a second job waitressing on top of being a teacher, the workload of a teacher on top of that, to be able to keep up with you and your family um, on this expensive trip that you know is expensive in yourself. So uh, come on, read the room, man. You must have known that was expensive and she wasn't gonna be able to keep up with that. And then you said at the very end, you went, I don't know why she agreed to come if cost was an issue. I mean, she's your girlfriend and you're her boyfriend, so she wants to spend time with you. I mean, come on, man. But Sleepy Feline says, you're the arsehole. You make three times what she does. You knew she had to take a second job to be able to go. You planned the holiday and the activities. She even said while you were there that she could only afford to eat two meals a day. Don't plan for a budget when you know she makes so much less than you. I think it's safe to say she didn't enjoy the holiday at all. She probably found it stressful to work out what she could afford and embarrassing to have to skip meals. Absolutely. And Miss Pren says, you're the asshole, dude, come on. Your girlfriend had to take a second job to keep up with your family. You heard her stomach. You didn't think she may not have the cash. God, you're not the brightest, are you? You make over 100,000 more than her and don't even treat her to a holiday. Yeah, it's not gonna work. You're blind to your girlfriend struggling. Help her. And a historical ad said, you're the arsehole 100%. She went because she loves your stupid ass. She worked a second job and went hungry to be with you and your family. Maybe you and your family should have some empathy and consider that not everyone is making six figures. Teachers are drastically underpaid for their education and often have to take a second job. Public servants who teach children are devalued and in the case of her own boyfriend and his family couldn't care less that she was making huge sacrifices to attend. Your job is to be a good partner. You failed. And Striking Firefly says, you're the arsehole and other commenters have done a good job of explaining why, so I'm just going to respond to you. I don't know why she agreed to come line. Uh, because you're her boyfriend and she wants a life with you rather than two separate lives due to your income disparity. She's right. This is never going to work long term if you can't either A, partially pay for her or B, reduce the cost of things you do so that she can afford to pay her portion. Where exactly do you see this going otherwise? This girl worked two jobs and ate two meals a day to spend a vacation with you and your family. And all you can say is, well, she should just have stayed home. And so Miko25 says, forget being you're the asshole. You made a girl work an extra job and left her starving in her room alone. As her boyfriend, you didn't once feel the need to take care of her. You literally left your woman hungry and alone. Who does that to the person they love? I hope she leaves your ass. And Opie replied to this one saying, she's an adult, not a child. And she went to the pool or went on a walk around town. It's not like she was starving in her room. I didn't make her do anything. She makes her own decisions. 
And we'll have one more from literally who says you're the asshole. It's pretty disgusting that she's willing to jump through all these hoops, miss meals, skip events, put herself in debt, or to spend time with you. But you, with all your wealth, aren't willing to even buy a lunch. Sometimes being part of a relationship means giving up something you have to show how special the other person is to you. It sounds to me like you would literally be okay with her telling you up front that she would not go on the vacation because she can't afford it, meaning you would still go and leave her behind. That's not a real relationship. The right thing to do would have been offer to help pay the moment you found out she planned to get a second job just to spend some extra time with you. You don't love or care about her, which is the bottom line. The more a man loves a woman, the more of him he wants to give to her. And I was going to end it on that one, but I saw a comment from the OP and brace yourself. Thank you. This is the first comment that's helped me realize that deep down, I think she's not good enough for me and I don't want to give her more. I felt this way for a little while, but wasn't sure where the feeling came from. According to you all, she probably deserves better. So I'm sure we'll be breaking up shortly. Oh my word. Let's just hope that this is some kind of troll because that is, yeah. Whew. And I pretty much can see why you deleted this count now. What do you guys think of this one? Let me know your thoughts in the comments below and we'll move on to the next. Hold up. What was that? Boring. No flavor. That was as bad as those leftovers you ate all week. Kiki Palmer here, and it's time to say hello to something fresh and guilt-free. Hello Fresh. Jazz up dinner with pecan-crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. Now that's music to my mouth. Hello Fresh. Let's get this dinner party started. Discover all the delicious possibilities at hellofresh.com. A lot can happen in 3 years, like a chatbot maybe your new best friend. But what won't change? Needing health insurance. United Healthcare Tri-Term Medical Plans, underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, offer flexible, budget-friendly coverage that lasts nearly three years in some states. Learn more at UH1.com. Story. That one's made me hot. And our next story comes from Prawn Cocktail Tato. Am I the arsehole for refusing to communicate with my sister who refuses to learn to sign? I'm 17 female, hard of hearing in both ears. Normally I use hearing aids but, and it was completely my own fault, my current pair are unusable and I don't have a spare pair. It's alright though, me, my two younger brothers, 14 male and 16 male, and both parents know how to use sign language. My sister doesn't. So I will say I wasn't born hard of hearing. It just kind of happened when I was around 7, and it's getting worse the older I get, and my youngest brother is starting to lose his too, and it's going a lot quicker than mine did. My older sister is older than me by 10 years. By the time I started losing my hearing, she figured learning sign was pointless since my hearing could be fixed with hearing aids. She's 27 now, still refusing to learn sign language but expects me to hold a full conversation with her at Sunday dinners where I can't hear her. And not only that, but she mumbles and never looks directly at me so it's difficult for me to grasp what she's saying. She thinks I'm not fully deaf, yet I should be able to understand everything she's saying. I've really had enough of her and a refusal to make not only my life but our brother's life easier by learning to use sign language with us. I told her that I will not be communicating with her until such a time that she learns some basic sign and puts effort in in helping us understand her better. Both my parents are outraged by this and think I'm an asshole, but my brother is on my side and thinks I'm completely justified. My other brother is just trying to stay out of it as much as possible. Am I the asshole? Now I'm just going to come at this, putting myself in sister's shoes in this situation. It's one of my favorite ways to deal with things. How would I deal with it if I was in that situation? And 
knowing if, I, if one of my brothers had issues with it, if they were hard of hearing and they were using sign to communicate, I would 100% absolutely learn to sign with them. And I find it amazing that she expects you to hold like full conversations on, at Sunday dinner as well. But on her terms, like she won't make eye contact with you, turns her head and mumbles at the same time. I mean, it just shows a, a, a total lack of respect to me that she's not even willing to put in any effort to, but still expects you to be able to communicate absolutely normally. I, I just, I don't, I don't understand. 100% not the asshole to me. But Slow Owl says, not the arsehole. If not one, but two of my siblings were hard of hearing or deaf, I'd be learning sign the moment they were. Not only that, but keeping an eye contact and speaking clearly is good manners, not just for anyone who may be hard of hearing. Your sister needs a wake-up call. And Vanda Joy says, not the arsehole. She won't even make sure she's looking at you. Jesus. My mum has been a little hard of hearing my whole life with hearing aids. We look directly at her when we talk so she can lip read. My natural speaking voice is loud because I've adjusted and don't mumble around her. Your sister is the worst. And Tree City Kitty says, not the arsehole. And what is wrong with your parents? They should have insisted that sister learn at least the basics of signing long ago. And to Dan Kanna says, not the arsehole, I would still communicate with her, but only in sign language. That way she has to learn and can't say you're not communicating with her. I don't know why she's being difficult. I would learn the language for my sibling. And Dan Dutchman says, not the arsehole, my best friend was born hard of hearing and is now fully deaf. His mother refused, refused to sign to him. She was upset he refused cochlear when he was younger and now won't sign because he didn't even try to hear freaking ridiculous anyway when she visits family barbecues etc i die die when she tries to talk to him sometimes and he closes his eyes he closes them and she gets mad i'm trying to talk to you and he signs i didn't see we all get a good giggle out of it because it frustrates her but even now she won't even try to learn your sister may be stuck in her ways but you do not have to deal with it my word and we'll have one more from Major Understanding 22 saying, not the arsehole, geez. Okay, so she thinks learning sign language is too hard. Fine. She could text you with what she wants or try to write it down or something. There's a compromise in there where she doesn't learn sign language, but it also isn't being an ableist asshole. Now, what would you do if you was in this situation? Would you learn sign language or would you be as difficult as this person? <laughs> Let me know your thoughts in the comments below and we'll move on to the next story. And this next story comes from Amindoff Yonder. Am I the arsehole for eating mini cupcakes at a baby shower that was supposed to be for dessert? Attended a baby shower over the weekend. There was a table with chips and dip and two platters with uncovered mini bite-sized cupcakes. Ate some dip and chips, ate a couple of cupcakes, wasn't the only one. Sitting at the table with the host mother later on, post-dinner, she exclaimed, better go and get some cupcakes now before the kids demolish them. I said, all good, I had a couple of earlier. To which she said, oh, you weren't supposed to eat them, with a bit of a tone. Awkward. Then goes on a rant to friend saying, I thought it was just common sense. They were for dessert, etc. Right next to me. A friend of hers said, maybe you should have put a sign up, but she held her ground. I felt bad about it, but don't think I'm in the wrong. Why weren't they covered if not to be eaten early? Why were there other nibbles there to eat at the same table? Why didn't she just bring them out later on at dessert time? Is there some weird dessert etiquette I'm too bogan to know about? Am I the arsehole? Bogan, is that a word? I've never heard that before. Edit, can't say I expected this one to blow up. Certainly feeling reassured and less guilty about this one now. 
I wasn't the only guest at our table who felt awkward about it. To clarify a few things, it was a buffet-style event with nibbles, main course, and dessert, as we have learned. Some commenters are saying if cupcakes and dip were all that was being served, they would have eaten them too. It wasn't all that was being served. The cupcakes were gourmet and looked pretty, yet still uncovered by some chips and dip. There were a couple of foil-covered plates on the table too. I did question myself beforehand if okay to eat, but assumed okay since uncovered, bite-sized, and out during other snack times. A couple of you're the assholes from people suggesting that it is etiquette to not eat the cupcakes in the same way you don't eat cakes. Perhaps I'll just ask in future if the same arises again. Might save some heartache, lol. Nothing at all against the mother, of course, just caught off guard. And thank you for the award. Kind stranger. <laughs> Don't know, I'm in two minds about this one. I, I think it's definitely not the arsehole because like, you're meant to just assume that you don't take these cakes. And it's kind of like if I see myself at a party, if it was cupcakes, I'd maybe take one myself. But if it was like a, a proper, like a big cake, like wedding cake or, or whatever, I wouldn't take a slice. I wouldn't go in cutting up cakes. It's kind of a difficult one. I don't know if there is an etiquette based around these cakes or not. I know there is like a big cake. You just don't take a slice unless someone unless the host starts cutting it up i guess but for cupcakes i don't know is that some i might be totally in the wrong here myself so let's go to the comments to see what they say they might have a better understanding of this and we'll start off with a jaded taurus 3819 saying not the arsehole like how are you meant to know if all the nibbles are out exactly the same time and uncovered it makes sense that they are for anybody to snack on at any time and Sama Lali says, not the arsehole. I've heard of this happening before. If all the food is out, all the food is edible. I would have taken them too. At the very least, to be sure, I had some for later. Lol. And daughter of a toxic mum says, my degree was in hospitality. I've worked in the industry for decades. And if it's on the table, it is being served. In those buffets, where there are to be separate courses, served you, serve one, clear them, bring out the next course. Also, it's a couple of mini cupcakes. Who actually gives a fuck? <laughs> Quit the guilt, you did nothing wrong. If anything, I'd say the host is making you feel bad at her event was poor etiquette, especially when her laying everything out at the same time left her guests in a state of confusion. And we'll have one more from LionFang954 who says, Not the arsehole, there's no way you could have known. Tables set up like that are usually for self-serve. What you want, including dessert. Now, what do you guys think of this one? What would you have done in that situation? Would you have helped yourself to a cake or not? Let me know in the comments below what you think of this story and the rest of today's stories and your verdicts if you choose to share them. No pressure, of course, though. Thank you so much for your love, your support and time towards the channel. It means the absolute world. It keeps me going and we're going full time on Thursday. Very excited, very nervous, but I can't wait at the same time. Much love, guys, and I will see you in the next one. Take care, guys. Bye bye. What was that? Boring. No flavor. That was as bad as those leftovers you ate all week. Kiki Palmer here. And it's time to say hello to something fresh and guilt free. Hello, Fresh. Jazz up dinner with pecan crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. Now that's music to my mouth. Hello, Fresh. Let's get this dinner party started. Discover all the delicious possibilities at HelloFresh.com.